I'm, I'm here. I'm in the middle of, um, I say I'm in the middle of, and, and to say that, I mean, I am starting um, day number one of uh, attempt number uh, 3,427 to try and quit the last bad habit I have. What's your last bad habit? Smoking. I'm trying to quit again. And um, um, uh, uh, I'm, um, I'm in that area where I, I have everything in place that I need in order to do it. And I've actually gone all day today. Today's day one. I decided May 1st was going to be the day I tried again. Yeah. And I have everything in place I need, right? I have the patch. I have the uh, little cherry lozenges that I get because uh, 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 the patch works. If you know anybody with diabetes, um, then you may know this. They may have two pens, one that they take once a day that kind of keeps them even all day long. And then they have another pen that they use uh, for when they eat to try to get down the, the spikes that happen right after you eat. Okay. So the way I've kind of framed this in my head is that um, the patch is the gray pen, the, the, the long ass, the long, the long ass pen, <laughs> the long acting right. pen. And the uh, cherry lozenges are the blue pen with the spikes uh, for the spikes. And the spikes are when I go, good, Jim, I don't want to go outside. <laughs> um, so you get it um so i've gone all day today it's good um you know the only piggybacking on the uh don't let the ex uh, existential dread in conversation from the last two or three times we've done this right. assume for the moment that the existential dread is the you really want to go outside right now don't you no, yes you do yes you do no yes you do you do want to go you hey you me out now you know and you know me i'm just going okay stop okay inhale blue exhale pink where the fucking lozenges and it's it takes it's a 30 second pang and if you can get through those 30 seconds you're okay for the next hour or so before he comes knocking you know uh, hey you hey you know um so <laughs> That's that's what's going on in my life right now. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I just got off from work not too long ago. <laughs> How's the? Uh, you really do have a good view over there, don't you? Uh, you know, here's the funny thing. Everybody says that that comes in. So those who have not been listening or hearing or knowing, I work at a rooftop bar at the beach. I overlook. I can see the north side. I can see the south side, shores, whatever you want to call them. And a lot of people come in and goes, oh, you must enjoy the view. You must love this view. This is an amazing view to have. And it's, it's not. Imagine you had a corner office with a beautiful view, but your door was always open. And everybody that walked in had a problem. That's what it's like working. <laughs> and, the worst yeah. part, and the worst part is people come to your office because of the view. So, right. And they tell you how great the view is. Oh, you know, if you could just see this. Oh, it's awesome. You don't see this. No, no, no you're wrong. I, I don't see this. Here's your drink. This is the only thing I can see. This is your drink. <laughs> don't get me wrong. When I show up to work, you know, when I open on the weekends and stuff and I show up and it's just me in, in there and I have the, I have these spectacular panoramas. It's nice. Don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy the vastness of the view. But that only lasts for about five minutes. And then it's like off to work and the view becomes my uh, nightmare. <laughs> That's how I feel about snow. Um, in the middle snow? of snow, snow, snow in the middle. Of, 
at night, the streetlights are on, right? The snow's coming down. It's gentle. It's white. It's fluffy. It's great. And for the first five minutes, it's beautiful. And then your brain kicks in and you go, fuck, I have to drive in this. <laughs> you know, and, and it's not that I was born in New England. I learned how to drive in New England. I know how to drive in snow. You motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm starting to sense that you, you really want a cigarette because you've got some angst. You got some energy. You got to get out right now. Oh, I've had. Oh man. Uh, I've decided that I guess May is going to be, it's going to be May. It's I'm, I'm sorry. I had to do it. I had to do it. Um, this is going to be the month where some changes happen. Okay. Um, now, is this, is this connected to the previous uh, existential dreads? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to vent a little. And then again, it. you as my, as my uh, master of drunk, uh, drunken philosophy. Is it? <laughs> um, and I understand. I lovingly call you this. Okay. I, this is a, uh, you, you send, you tend to have a, a good head on your shoulders, whereas I don't. So, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how many people would agree with that statement, myself included. You seem to have your head screwed on. Well, I'm sorry. Your head is not lodged in your abdomen, which is, that's a plus in my book. Okay. Whereas I am a, a, a goddamn pinball and I okay. just bounce around all over the place and I'm trying to actually find a direction here. Um, I, as you may know, um, uh, for, 30 years, I, my job has involved um, sitting on telephone talking to crazy people. Um, and when I say crazy, I mean mad people, um, uh, people who believe that this one tiny thing they need to fix is the end of the world. Um, uh, people that um, want to tell me that because they're a lawyer or a doctor and how much they bill per hour, they deserve special privileges. Um, and and uh, any one of a number of things I, I've had, I've done this for 30 years and I have, in some cases, I've got a very thick skin. I can let a lot of things roll off my back. And I, I've, I've, I've been a customer support agent or a tech support agent or something for of one form or another since 1990, my first job was placing diaries in homes of people who listened to the radio so they could tell people what radio stations they listened to. I worked for a company called Arbitron Ratings, and they were the radio rating service back in the 90s. I don't know if they're still doing yeah. it, but right. Um, and I've done this. I've worked in almost any line of business that you can think of that doesn't involve sales because I just don't, I can't, I, I can't sell. I, I just don't know what it is. And, and, and I don't want to be that guy. Right. Right. And after 30 years, I think you'll understand that I woke up one morning and said, God damn it. I'm sick of this. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, as you know, prior to from 2016 to 2020, I lucked into the job of a lifetime. I, I started making videos and creating multimedia content for the company that I worked for. Mm -hmm. It was a dream job. It, it doubled my income. All right. So my family and I were very well off. Right. Um, in May of last year, COVID ate my job. Um, I got a great severance package and I was able to take the summer off. Right. 
was mm-hmm. pretty decent. I was still looking for a job, but I was able to take the summer off and enjoy it, right? right. Such as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, I managed to get a job back at the company I worked for, and I've managed to keep my, um, my um, seniority. So I still have my tenure, right. but I'm making half of what I was making. Um, I still have, I still have decent benefits. I'm just, I'm making half of what I was making right now. I'm not stupid and I don't, uh, throw money away. So we, we've had stuff to, you know, we've, we've been able to live pretty decently and that's not the point. (laughs) The point is after four years of doing one thing that I absolutely loved doing Mm -hmm. and assuming that I might have a chance to get my job back. And that's my fault for thinking that that was a possibility. I have come to the realization that I am probably not going to get my dream job back. And I am right at the moment stuck in a position that I don't want to be in long-term. Okay. I am looking for other employment, but there is also part of me that says, why the fuck can't I do what I want to do? full-time and try to make a living out of it, which is this. Why can't I be an asshole on a microphone full-time? <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh, I yeah, mean, no. Joe Rogan Why? can do it. So can you, right? Yeah, but you know, I'm better looking. So you, I. <laughs> he might fight you about that. Yeah, he, well, you know what? And he probably would win, but that's. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I would love to be able to make podcast content, mm-hmm. photography, mm-hmm. Um, basically multimedia content. I would love to be able to make it full time. So I'm going to try to figure out how to do what I want to do. And yeah, I'm going to have to figure out how to do it and not lose my mind at the other thing right. uh, for a short period of time. But I, I, this is the month where this shit's going to, ha- this shit's going to start happening. Um, <laughs> So, um, and I have a little imp of the perverse in the back of my head, a little demon in the back of my head right. that um, he is the amalgam of all the people who have told me that I can't make it work. And oh, so you have that little <laughs> nagging thought in the back of your head that's always questioning. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I will tell you that while it's an amalgam of all the people that have told me that I shouldn't be able to do this, this, and this, and this, I will tell you that the voice of that demon in the back of my head is a Navy chief that raised me. <laughs> oh God. It, it okay. made it personal, huh? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I, I'm having some trouble with that. Uh, now some people would call that imposter syndrome cause that's the trendy thing to call it. Right. It's it's really just the 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 years of people saying you're not good enough. So this is going to sound really funny, but you know how you're trying to quit smoking? Yeah. What uh, what is what is smoking to you? It's a behavior. It's a habit, right? Yeah. It's a pattern. It's a crutch. Right. Well, no, no, it's not a crutch. It's a pattern. Um, it's 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 no more a different pattern than when you wake up and you got to have a cup of coffee. It's, it's mechanical, it's psychosomatic, it's chemical, it's whatever. It's, it's not a crutch. If you think of it as a crutch, then you got to think that you got to beat it, you got to defeat it, you got you to vanquish it. No, it's, it's, it's just a behavior that you have to stop. And for me personally, a lot of the stuff I've worked on in the past couple of years, including quitting smoking, 
um, has been to not paint things in a negative light like that, you know, trying not to demonize them. It's not going very well except for certain cases, but when I do stop demonizing a behavior, it makes it easier to break the pattern. Okay. So like when you were talking about the cigarettes earlier, you, you know, you were getting very frenzied about it because it's this and this, 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 and this, and it's, but you're, you're also thinking about not smoking. All right. Do you know what the, um, um, what's it called? The white bear, uh, thought experiment. Right. Nobody think of a, yeah. Nobody think of a pink elephant right now. And that all one, you yeah, the pink, pink, pink elephant is also known as the game, which I just lost. And yes. With everybody else. <laughs> that's just it. If you're constantly thinking about not smoking, you're thinking about smoking and that just doubles down. And the fact that you have to tell yourself no is psychologically more stressful. You just have to really stop thinking about smoking by not concerning yourself with defeating it. Um, Occupy yourself by not smoking, by working towards your creative goals with podcasting and video editing and stuff like that, coming up with ideas. And when you get frustrated, that's when you're going to think about smoking because it's, uh, I mean, at least for me, it was like a self-soothing thing. And for most people it is, you know, it's, it's a habit. So when you get frustrated, that's when you have to actually think and go, I don't need a cigarette. I need to do something else. I need to either substitute it or I need to get over this frustration or I have to figure out the depth of the frustration, things like that. What I generally did today was um, uh, pop, a, pop one of my cherry lozenges and um, mop the floor. <laughs> okay. Uh, I wouldn't go to mop the floor, but okay. At the same time, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rely so heavily on the lozenges and the pads and the gums. Cause in that case, you're not really giving up nicotine. No, you're just and in a different form. True. But I guess I, this is where I have to actually uh, bless me. Father for I've sinned. Um, I, I smoked my first cigarette when I was 10 years old. I'm 50. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is, a, this has been a long time. Oh no, most definitely so, it's been a long time. Um, and uh, this has been a fight that I've been having for a number of years now. I think, I, I think, you know, my, my, um, or you may not know my mother died of lung cancer. Um, and, um, uh, I, um, uh, so this has been a fight I've been having ever since my mom passed away. Um, and I don't know, I guess I decided now was the time to try again. And, and I've, I've been trying this a few times a year for ever since my, my parents died. Do you um, think your decision to quit now coincides with your decision for May to be the month that things change with like your job and everything else? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I think May uh, menopause, uh, men, male menopause. <laughs> this is male menopause. This is, this is male menopause month. And this is Have you had a midlife crisis yet. Um, I don't think I've stopped having one since I was 40. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you have them in your, in your forties have a year left. Fuck. I'm just saying, I, I think I, I, this is an evolution of things that have started happening since I think since I turned 40, um, that there have been changes that have been, this is just an evolution. And I think this is just the next step. Oh yeah. Um, and it's going to suck and you're going to get over it and you're going to get through it. Um, but it's going to suck and you're just going to have to stick through it. And yep. like I said, just don't think about it. Yeah. And said so that's, I had a long list of, of, chores to do today. So, um, 
you know, I basically, like I said, I popped a lozenge and mopped the floor. So I did something else, you know, that, and I got through right. it that way. So. Keep yourself occupied. Yeah, exactly. And I can, and I've told my wife several times because my, my wife noticed this morning when I got up, she says, you have a patch on. I said, yeah, <laughs> it's just, <laughs> you know, and, 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 you know, there are a couple of things in there. There's, there's, and, and I, I have you met my wife? I've met her once or twice briefly, I think out. And then once when I came, when I came over and did the podcast with you a couple of years ago. Right. So my wife is uh, basically Daria. Um, (laughs) Okay. And it's one of her more endearing qualities as far as I'm concerned, but I'm, yeah, I married Daria basically. So what, what happens here is, Oh, you have a patch on. Yes. All right. So there is an, there's an unseen unspoken eye roll. And then there's a, Good luck, honey. <laughs> yeah. um, and it and, and I have to, I had to say to her a couple of times today, I have to keep doing something so I'm not thinking about the thing I want to be doing. But you're still no. thinking about it. Right. Because you're doing the thing to not think about the thing, which means you're thinking about the thing. Exactly. So I'm, try, I'm trying to work my it's, it's, hi. Welcome to my brain. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> well, it's. And you know, it's, trust me, I, I know the hypocrisy or the inconsistency of saying not to think about something. Look, I get it. I have the same problem all the goddamn time. And I, I pretty much do the same thing. I try to, like, distract myself. But the funny thing is, when I snap out of the distraction and I start thinking about whatever it is I'm trying not to think about, it comes back twice as hard. Mm-hmm. And make up yeah. for the time that you didn't think about it. Yep. And then, yeah, then you find yourself like, oh, damn, <laughs> how did I end up with three cartons. I drove all the way down to Southland, but Oh wait, what the hell? <laughs> but like Southland, I said, that's, but that, for the that, uninitiated uh, Southland is this place right across the Virginia border in North Carolina. Oh my know? God. Yes. And, and they sell things on discount there. And my mother used to go down there all the time and buy, uh, Oh God, there were these really long, thin Brown cigarettes called Moore's M O R E's Moore's. And, um, she would go down there and buy cartons of these things and, and bring them back because I, I don't know, I don't know what's, I don't know why we go down there other than it's a discount. Cause you know, why not just go to Stucky's? I, uh, <laughs> no, anyway. Um, anyway, stop thinking about fucking cigarettes. Holy yes. shit. <laughs> yes. So I'm occupying myself with the other thing. Um, so, yes. so going back to what I was trying to say with the original statement, the whole, uh, um, not completing things or being told, you know, it's bad, yada, 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 all that bullshit. Those are just patterns as well. And the funny thing is to get around that pattern, you have to break the pattern and to break the pattern, you pretty much have to ignore the pattern. So you pretty much got to just fucking do it. Yeah. And, and I just basically, I think what I'm going to do is just, I can either sit around and, and, and well, this is basically what you just said. I can either sit around and go, uh, can I, am I, can I really do this? And, um, the other part, just, just, just do it. Um, so I have some thoughts. Are you ready? Yeah, sure. All right. Um, it's been years since I've bought a notebook because my life has been pretty much digital, but, um, you went old school. Yeah. I went old school on this. So You're I have some ideas. Right? Yeah, a little bit. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to go back to writing some stories. I'm going to, uh, so my website's going to get redesigned again. And I'm going to have some sections. I'm going to put my website together like it's a portfolio. Okay. Like I literally put it. So 
Um, the podcasts will be on the front page. The, the players for each podcast will be on the front page. And then I'm going to have other things for photography and writing and things like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the things I was coming up with was ideas for other podcasts. Okay. Um, these cannot be um, ongoing podcasts. These are limited series podcasts that I'd like to write sometime. Okay. So like, okay. Uh, what is it, serial or whatever? Yeah, that kind of thing. Okay. Um, so things that I'm passionate about, things that you, people know that I am all about. Um, many of you may know that in my youth, I was, uh, my family was stationed in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Um, and it is one of my most, it's one of my, uh, prior to its current mission, um, <laughs> <laughs> it was probably uh, the best place in the, on the planet for a you know, 10, 11, 12 year old kid to live. It was fantastic. I love it. And I would move back there tomorrow if, it, if, I, if I, they didn't threaten me with waterboarding. And the, but I, I would love to actually tell the history of the base. Okay. Um, so just a limited run history of Guantanamo Bay. Um, and I think that's one thing I could probably do. Um, I think um, I have some ideas for uh, album by album episodes meaning, you know, rock albums, um, doing, of course, uh, Pink Floyd, okay. um, uh, Rush, uh, Genesis, which are my three favorite bands, um, and do a, 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 an, a, an album dedicated to each episode in their, their studio album stuff. Okay. Um, a history of the golden age of piracy. Is that because we talked about it the other day? Well, I, I, yeah, I kind of rekindled it, uh, that I think that there's a, um, um, uh, I, I really believe that new Providence was probably the first fully functioning democracy in the, uh, uh, in the, uh, Western hemisphere at some point. I would agree with that. I would, I would wholeheartedly agree with that. I think, I think, uh, pirates politics are a great form of democracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a guilty pleasure, which I think you'll agree with. We talked about this on the podcast, I think, a couple times. The mm-hmm. old Canon Golan Globus bad action films like American Ninja. And- oh, yes. <laughs> I was reminded of this looking through my YouTube history because I found something that I, a, a horrible movie that you must watch um, called oh, Cyclone. I think that was what it's called, Cyclone, with Heather Thomas. Do you remember Heather Thomas? Uh, rekindle my uh, visual memory. So she was in um, uh, The Fall Guy uh, with uh, Lee Majors, you know, the, um, the, the nope. stuntman, the $6 million man. He did well, I know show. Lee Majors, but I don't know that movie. Uh, well, The Fall Guy was a TV series about him. He was a bounty hunter. Okay. Um, and um, she was in, not 90210, but the... Um, the spin-off, uh, Melrose Place. She was in Melrose Place. What was her name again? Heather Thomas. Heather Thomas. Mm-hmm. Melrose Place. Oh, I remember Melrose Place. I didn't watch a lot of TV back then, and if it did, if I did, it was usually Nickelodeon. You uh, would, like Farrah Fawcett, there is an iconic bikini picture of Heather Thomas. I'm sure if you Google her, it will come up. I'm Googling <laughs> her right now, actually. <laughs> yes, I remember her. So, Cyclone. 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 She, her boyfriend had a super special stealthy motorcycle from hell that fired missiles and lasers and shit. And the boyfriend died and she had to um, protect the motorcycle somehow. It's it's really bad. It's really bad. (laughs) It looks really bad. I'm looking at the fucking uh, cover poster for it. Holy shit. 
Um, and she just, she's, this is before she, this is before she believed she could act. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, so it, it's, it's, it's just bad. Um, there's another movie I found in my history called Streets. And this stars a very young Christina Applegate as a homeless teenage runaway in Los Angeles. Uh-huh. And there's a maniac killer cop that's out to get her. Um, and it's, okay. it's, it's really bad. Um, and I want to say the, oh God, I think the other actor, the, the male role was a guy named David Guggenheim. Was he a very bland psychopath kind, uh, Ted Bundy-ish? No, I was, he, was a, he was an also a teenage runaway, uh, but he was a boy and was the, uh, that was the love interest. Oh, he was um, the love interest. All right, I, yeah. thought you were, I thought you mean he was the, uh, the guy coming after the um the dude the the maniac cop um was like a bad tackleberry from police academy <laughs> holy shit okay yeah uh again a really bad movie that had no business being made that every single one of you must watch at least once it's fantastic <laughs> i will look into it right, if you if you ever paid money to go see the room. Then this movie, you, you have to watch this movie because you've already soiled yourself. <laughs> okay. If you paid money to see the room, watch these on YouTube. They're on YouTube. I'll, I'll as a matter of fact, I'll put them in the show notes. All right. Um, and I um, will, I'm not going to lie. I don't even know if I've seen the room. Oh God. Now the room, I think I can find a link on Vimeo for that. Um, the room is horrible. <laughs> You've seen that, you know, the guy, Tommy Wiseau, and I guess, uh, what's the, what's the dude's, uh, James Franco and the other guy made a movie about it called the disaster artist. Okay. Um, I saw the, I saw a bunch of the thumbnails and stuff for the disaster artist it was on Hulu or Amazon. And I never watched it because I kept reading the, sh- the notes and I kept remind kept reminding myself how much I don't like crazy James Franco. Yeah, and I don't really care for him all that much either, but I, I, was so, like, but, so I understand disaster, what he was doing. So the disaster artist is about the room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if I watch one, I have to watch the other. Yeah. Uh, and the disaster artist, I think, is just kind of a behind-the-scenes k- k- dark comedy about the making of it. Was, um, it. was it directed by the same person? No, I don't think it would. No, because the, the, the room was directed by the guy who was the lead actor. Okay. Um, this was literally like, you know, a Tommy Wiseau production written by Tommy Wiseau, uh, directed by Tommy Wiseau, uh, noses wiped by Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, I mean, it, it, he did practically everything, but it's got it so bad. <laughs> I, I sat through this uh, and, and, and Wait, you paid money to go see that film. I did not. I did not. Um, oh. I, I saw it. I found a link to it on Vimeo. And, you watched um, and I watched it in the comfort of my own home. So I did not have to admit to anybody publicly, which I'm doing right now that I actually watched. <laughs> your cover is blown. Sir. I will tell you, I think that the, the, the most screen time in that movie is given to the golden gate bridge because the amount of stock photography. <laughs> <laughs> um, I swear like every five minutes, there's another, uh, another establishing shot that, Oh yeah, that's right. We're still in San Francisco. Fuck. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Does, maybe he had a small budget and all he could afford was a crane for one day. So they took a lot of crane footage to use. This dude 
I think, I think his research into the idea that he portrays of, of sex in this movie is straight out of a George Michael video. Um, oh my God. It's over the top, boring and full of nothing. Do you remember the video, the George Michael video? You gotta be more clear with me about. I, I, I want your sex. The, I want your sex music video. I don't think I've ever seen that. Okay. So if you've never done that, that's another thing I need to put in the show. Notes. <laughs> oh my God. Um, Wait, I want your sex. Is that, that sounds like a bad translation. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you never, you've never heard this song? Not that I know of. No. Oh my God. So this, this came off of uh, faith, George Michael's. I mean, probably his- probably, as soon as we get off the podcast, I'm going to play it and okay. I'll, I'll shoot you. I'll shoot you a message, whether or not I recognize the song. Cause I, I mean, look, I didn't get this long without hearing a lot of shit. I just didn't recognize. Gotcha. I, if, if you were in, if you, if you were sober and, and sentient in the 1980s, the late 1980s, you've heard this song at least once. In the late 1980s, I was less than 10. Your parents probably didn't let you listen to this song. (laughs) Um, And they damn sure didn't let you see the video. Um, For its time, it was um, MTV. MTV had to agree not to play this video until after. Oh, shit. Like 9, 10 o'clock at night. I'm trying to think when I started sneaking out to watch TV. I think it was, when I was, it was at my aunt's house and it was HBO and I would sneak out like one o'clock in the morning, but I never saw I, yeah, MTV and HBO and shit like that. Huh? I still don't remember seeing that film. Wow. I it's <laughs> so th- let me, let me put it this way. There's a lot of um, body paint. Look, I think I get the gist of what the, sh- of what the uh, music video is about right. and the, um, the title doesn't exactly leave a lot to the imagination in terms of lyrics. Right. But see the visual, see, this is the thing. The visuals of the video involved does not involve actual anything. It's right. there are, there are, there's about 15 metric tons of rose petals. Um, there's body paint. Um, there's stuff like that. And, and, and that's basically, I think what this guy in the rooms, that was what his idea of sex was also, um, screwing at a, at a, at a 45 degree angle. <laughs> so yeah. How show me, show me, you don't know anything about the mechanics. <laughs> okay. So wait a minute here. Who's at the four. What's the peril. What's the horizontal plane and who is 45 degrees to that? Okay. She's on the bottom. He's oh on my the top. God. <laughs> she's on the bottom. He's on the top. And he's, I think going, I, he's, uh, he's, he's, uh, let's just say he ain't William tell. I'm going to have that. All right. Now my mind is trying to figure out the, I mean, 45 degree angle doesn't seem bad or wrong. I guess I got to see this video to find out what the fuck you're talking about. It's so bad. <laughs> so, oh yeah. God. so, okay. So let me make sure I get this down. I need to get the room. <laughs> uh, I need to get streets. Streets. Uh, you might as well put a disaster artist in there. Disaster artist. And I want your sex. And I want. 
<laughs> this you know, is the there's, worst there's episode some... of the this is the worst episode of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um I'm starting to realize not seeing a lot of pop culture in the 90s. It hasn't damaged you. <laughs> well, um, but the 80s and 90s, I'm starting to be glad. I think I want your sex might have ruined me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I the thing that you got to remember now, again, me being an old fogey. Um, uh, on behalf of my generation, I think, I don't know. I'm you're, are you, I'm a, I'm Gen X. You're not, if I recall. I'm I a fucking, all right, fine. I'm a fucking millennial. I'm okay, like, so, I'm a, I'm the old millennial, which is funny to say, because I don't think old millennials and young millennials, we have stuff in common, but I don't really think that much. No, probably not. But you and I have more in common than the young millennials do. You and right. I are still in the back of the room at the punk concert. I think old millennials are, are the cusp. What is it like 78 to 84 or some shit or Something how like far? That. Yeah. We're, we're the weird cuss. Yeah. We're millennials. We're, we're young enough to be millennials. And we grew up with millennial shit, but we grew up being taught the attitudes of the generation before us. Yep. And no offense, yep. but a lot of you people are upset. I think, I think a lot of us are at the, I, I, here's where I'm at. I I'm at the point where I just don't give a fuck. Um, and yeah, uh, historically, a lot of people will tell you, you know, I lived uh, half uh, half of my childhood believing we could get vaporized at any moment. Um, and, you know, um, that that's easy to go. Well, you know, well, fuck it. Everything else is gravy. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. now I will say on behalf of my generation, um, there was a lot of hair. Um, the clothes were really weird and. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, you, if you go back and look at some of the stuff that was trendy when I was 15, 16 years old. Mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> some of that stuff. Yeah, I, I look at I look at clothes that I was wearing back then. Um, when I was 15, 16 and going, I, I don't know how my brain thought that that was a good choice. And, and then I realized right. that you know, I was 15. I'm not cooked yet. I was going to say, you know, when I was, I mean, when I was 15, I did the same shit. When I was 15, I dressed as, I dressed Seattle grunge in central Texas. Um, you hydrated a lot, I would imagine. <laughs> Believe it or not. Yeah, I did. The flannel got, the flannels were, uh, um, they weren't the best idea. But, yeah. you know, ripped jeans, uh, loose pants, ripped jeans, T-shirts and flannels. And they weren't always flannels, but they were always like some kind of button down that was not buttoned and it was untucked. It's actually still my style today. I was a I was a chameleon. Um, I, I went from being. Well, I, I went from being Navy kid uh, nerd. Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, that's one thing. And when you come back from a, a department of defense school and find yourself in the middle of, of Virginia beach, junior high school, that's a culture shock, buddy. Let me tell you. Um, I had a guy for my first day of school coming back to, uh, uh Virginia, 1983, Valentine's day, 1983. Great day wow. to come back. Oh, fuck. Low. You do. I, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I go to my assigned locker. 
I open my locker and there is a fifth of Jack Daniels in my locker. And then the sun got blocked out. And <laughs> I, I say the sun, it was the fluorescent lights above me. Uh, and I look up and there is a guy with four spikes in his head that was his hair. Right? Right. So Mohawk, right? Yeah, that kind of thing. But he's got it like, like pasted together as four spikes. He's got a circle. He's got a leather jacket with a circle jerks logo and anarchy and all that. And he's got a safety pin through his ear. And I had never seen anything like this before in my life. Okay. I, I hadn't seen a punk rocker. I hadn't, I had no idea. He bends down and looks at me and says, if you tell anyone, I will kill you. Well, Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach. It's for Lynn Haven, Yeah. Lynn Haven Jr. High, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and I, uh, I weighed 75 pounds on a good day. What do you know? 90? Um, 140. <laughs> oh shit. No, man. I made up for that. I didn't crack a hundred until I graduated high school. I got up to 200 by about 2003, 2004. And uh, uh -huh. I've, I've lost, I've lost all that way. I'm, I'm back down to about 140. I'd love to be about five pounds lighter than I am, but I'm not going to fuck around with it. Um, well, uh, you are about to put some weight on, trust me. Uh, you got to make up for that, uh, oral fixation that you're giving up. I'll, I'll just, um, uh, uh, well, I'll just go out to the corner and uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> Church street is not a far drive. If I understand it correctly, I can get down there in about, okay. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I, yeah, I know I'm going to put on some weight. Um, I'm probably going to re up my, um, it's almost to the point where I think I, it's like, can I even make this decision? I was thinking about re-upping my gym membership, but I don't know if I'm ready to do that just yet. Then don't uh, do it. Well, my, I'm, it's the vaccination thing. I got my second shot. I think I'm good to go. Well, um, you, well, no, I meant don't do it as in, if you're thinking about doing it, if you're thinking about doing it, don't do it. Don't do it until you're ready to do it. Gotcha. Because now you're, because um, again, with the whole pattern stuff, if you're going to go out and buy a gym membership because you're thinking that you're, you want to get back in shape, you're going to pay for the gym membership and then it's going to feel like a chore that you have to complete. Yeah. So and once no, you have that to. motivation to go to the gym, then do it. In fact, yeah. I wouldn't buy a gym membership until you work out around your house at least two weeks in a row, three weeks in a row. I'm talking wake up, do some push-ups, do some sit-ups, do some burpees, do a lap or two around the neighborhood, and do it all over again. Oh, I'm with you on everything but the burpees. <laughs> oh. they, are the, they are some of the greatest exercises for, like, closed – like, I got into burpees when I was in the Navy. Mm -hmm. And you couldn't go to the fucking gym because I was on an amphib ship and the amphib ship is constantly carrying Marines. So you couldn't get to the fucking gym and you couldn't get to the fucking uh, chow line. Why? Marines. No offense to the Marines, but fuck. Yeah. So I got really good at, uh, there's a guy in my uh, birthing that had a kettlebell. So I learned about using kettlebells and oh, I yeah. got into burpees because they, you could do them in small spaces. Somebody told me doing a kettlebell workout, just the one where you, um, uh, swing the kettlebell. You're, you're kind of doing a squat and you swing the kettlebell between your legs and then the up to about shoulder height. Say again? The one they put on, on all the commercials? 
I guess, I don't know, but you get it up to about shoulder height and then swing it back down between your legs and squat and that kind of thing. But that's, if you can't do anything else, that's a great exercise to do. Really? Yeah. That's again, that's what quote unquote, they told me they is, you know, that, um, Oh, when, when I, when, so what we did with the kettlebells, we didn't swing it because we're on a fucking ship. Right. Um, but we would do like uh, pulls for, um, um, the whether they tries and lats, whatever the fuck on the back of your arm and shoulders. And right. then we would do, uh, hold it behind your head. For the, definitely. I think it was for tries holding it behind your head and doing curls and few other, uh, uh, like squats and shit like that. So, yeah. And at least limited, limited run room exercises, things that you yeah. can do. At least you've got some kind of weight resistance there. Yeah. So. Right. And you don't even need a fucking kettlebell. Go out and find a heavy rock. Yeah. I, I think I have a few of those around. <laughs> <laughs> I can probably do that. So. Um, but yeah, don't buy a gym membership before you're ready for it. Otherwise you're going to hate it. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I, I get your point on that. Yeah. Cause it's like, yeah. Well, when am I going to get up and do that? Six o'clock in the morning? Probably. Well, no. Have you ever, I, been, to, have you ever been to Planet Fitness? No, I don't buy gym memberships. Okay. Well, I've there are certain given, times of the day been, you don't go. I've I've been given several, but I've never because the Navy and my experiences in the Navy with gyms, I never got into them. I don't like gyms. I don't like the fucking meat market. I don't like the posturing. I don't like waiting for machines. I don't like fucking people that don't take care of communal equipment. So I do most when I do exercise, I do it on my own. I I, I do mainly cardio, uh, isometric and plyometric exercises. I've never had a problem with that. I, I went to uh, Planet Fitness for uh, a few years before uh, before um, COVID kicked in, right? And um, I, I never had a problem with with the meat market thing or or any of that. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, I took my daughter with me. Um, we used to go work out together, mm -hmm. um, and that was kind of our time to do something together. And and so we decided that that was what we wanted to do. And you know, remember my daughter's a black belt, so you know she got into that stuff pretty quickly. Right. And, um, uh, it's, it's pretty, <laughs> yeah, I, I had fun with it, but I, I never had any issues with, you know, eyes watching or, um, uh, or people not taking care of communal equipment. It was, um, you know, the thing that I always got, uh, I think the thing that I found the most disconcerting what? is, um, when I went to the gym, I went to the gym in like a very long sleeve, loose fitting T-shirt type thing. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and um, and and uh, long, long jogger pants and things like that, because I'm not I'm a little conscious about that. Remember, at one point I was like I said, I was around 200 pounds and that's just not a good look for a, a guy that's five four. Um, so you did buy into the meat market thing. Well, I guess it's me is that I, I look around and there are other guys there or other people there that, um, the meat market, uh, by the way, I don't, I don't mean meat market as in like the looking to hook up. I mean, the meat market is everybody's showing what they have to sell. So you showed up to the meat market trying to hide yourself a little bit while because everybody else was showing, showing off. I guess. Yeah. Cause I didn't think it's not a matter of, I, I didn't want to show off what I had. Um, I mean, I'm not horrible. I guess that would be the way to put it. Um, you but, are married and I am not. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, um, uh, uh, I, I don't look like, um, uh, I, I'm not a stick. Does that make but sense? Do, I'm not, but do you need to be, 
do I need to be a stick? No. Do I need to be uh, Conan the Barbarian? No. Um, but I didn't feel like going in there in, in a, you know, a tank top and, um, and a pair of uh, shorts and, and being, <laughs> you know. No, I get you. Hey, no, no, dude, I, look I, at I, me, I, dude. I, I get you. No, I totally get the sentiment. I understand. I really do. Because I'm not going to lie. I have gone to, so I don't, I haven't bought gym memberships, but I have been guests of people in the gym before. And I have been given like free trials of gyms before. And I've done the same thing. I have been like, okay, uh, how far can I suck my gut in? Uh, is this an ab workout just in itself? Is sucking in your gut abs? Like I've, I've actually said that to somebody before. <laughs> yeah. And they just kind of look at me like, and who are you? <laughs> well, it was a yoga class. Uh, I've tried yeah. yoga, and I was like, it's "Sucking in the gut is that is that not workout? Is that is that flat enough? Do I have to go flatter? I can't go flatter. Please, I can't go flatter." <laughs> I uh, I don't know. I just there's I, I guess I, I don't know if I'm humble or just shy about it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I got you. Um, you know, now if I actually, if my, you know, if, if I had the manly bulging pectoral muscles and the triceps and the biceps, you know, what I show them, I don't know. Um, I probably, I, I wouldn't wear a tank top. I'd probably wear just a t-shirt, but, um, I'm not going to be that guy. You know, that there's this one gorilla that, that, um, would bang the weights around and he carried around a gallon, uh, like a milk gallon of water. Right. And you knew when he was there because he was, you know, and, and just grunting right. like he was there to show off. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I'm not that guy. Right. I've never been that guy. I mean, you know, the only time I'm arrogant is when I'm behind this microphone. And uh, <laughs> maybe so, you should try being just a little bit more arrogant outside the microphone. Eh, possibly. Um, <laughs> don't define that for me. Hmm. So how would I define that? Being arrogant off the microphone. Show off a little bit more. You've got bravado. You, 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 you got bravado behind a microphone. Have bravado without the microphone. It's like, um, all right, movie man, what is the actress's name and the character's name in Police Academy that's on the radio all the time? Um. I'm sorry, on Police Academy that's on the radio all the time. Do you mean no, no. Uh, Police Academy? Oh, you mean the little you mean, you mean the little girl that Yes, what is her name? Oh god, I can't remember her name. I can't remember her name, but I know who you're talking about. The little but but do you understand what the comparison I'm making on, on the radio? She's like loud and in charge and outside the radio, she's kind of like Yes. There you go. Okay. You you gotta find you gotta find your uh of course the only time she wasn't quiet behind the microphone is when she had a gun in her hand. And then it was, you know, hands up, fruitcake. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh find your gun and find <laughs> start pe calling people fruitcake. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. So Buddha teaches us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um I, I used to be, and, and I'm, I'm sure you're going to find this hard to believe, but I used to be a raging dick. Um, I'm, not saying be, I'm not saying be a raging dick, but you, at least have, you know what? Don't be a raging dick because that would be illegal, but at least have big dick energy. Is that what everybody's so, saying these days? Big dick energy. Yeah. Be dick adjacent. <laughs> okay. What the fuck is dick adjacent? You want to be like 
You like want to be a dick, dance? but not full dick. No, never go full dick. Go dick adjacent. Wait, hold on. So, so never go full dick. Go dick. Ad- this sounds like really. Is this in? Uh, I want. I want your sex. Is this what he says in there? No, I, I don't. But this is this is the forty five degree angle. In the- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we found a way to make it back to that. That's there amazing. We, we're going to do it again. I know we are, but uh, no, but yes, have that, have that for, find your 45 degree angle, man. Show title. Find your 45. <laughs> All right. um, well, let, let, let me, let me put it this way. Um, I think, and you might, you might relate to this when, when somebody says that, uh, you come to the revel- uh, the realization that you have been an asshole uh, to people, which I have been. I, I'm, I uh, say that I, I've, I've been an asshole to people. I, I spent quite a lot of my teenage years and young adult years being a dick to people. And I've done my best to atone for that behavior, I think. Um, but maybe I've overcorrected. Um, and maybe I went the other way and just became came kind of a very, very uh, like a humble human being that I don't, I don't want to, I will walk a mile to avoid being a dick to someone now. Right. Um, maybe, maybe I need to redirect towards dick adjacency. <laughs> I'm not going to seriously. I cannot get over. There's nothing dick adjacent except for balls and taints. What See, do you okay. need? The ball sack guy or the, 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 Taint tantrum? It's just, it's just <laughs> I, I like that. I want to be an angry taint. No, you don't. That's no. an angry taint is from scratching too much. You don't want to be the scratchy guy. See, but see, at least there's a choice. At least there's a, a definite direction with being an angry taint. Because if you want to be the ball sack guy, you got to choose which one. Are you left Twix or right Twix? Oh, I mean, and then our, it, no, no, there's no dick adjacent. <laughs> oh I wish God. I could make this the show title, Dick Adjacent, be Dick Adjacent. I can't do it, but. I can't, I just can't. <laughs> dick Adjacent. It's like, all right, nope. Nah. Right so you now, understand this is going to end up being a t-shirt somewhere because you know i'm gonna it is, is my mind is, first off dick adjacent but yeah you know here, here, here <laughs> wait wait dick adjacent attorney at law <laughs> here, here here you go here here's the rule of thumb you gotta be dick adjacent but only at a 45 degree angle right mm-hmm. right Four, 45 degrees adjacent to the dick you that's the at, sweet spot <laughs> acute dick adjacency <laughs> I'm an ADA. There you go. I like it. No, everyone. God, I'm trying to keep it PG. That's okay. That's okay. I don't. I mean, why should you? Hey, right, fuck it. Let's get into dick jokes. Okay. So you know, how, you know how everybody. It's always about the size of the dick that matters. Remember, you know that old adage, right? Why does nobody ever talk about the angle that it stands at? I, that um, I think means a lot more. Well, I don't know. You know, I, I keep seeing these uh, commercials on TV for uh, uh, Peroni's disease. Um, I don't. I have no idea where these come up, but apparently there's there's some sort of, uh, and it, this has to do with the angle again. Um, it's uh, there's something called Peroni's disease where uh, I, I guess it curves at an uncomfortable 
um, angle. Ooh. Um, and it might be painful. Um, and the first time I heard Peyronie's, I, I, I thought it was, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm about to go way over the line. Uh, I, I thought I was, I, I was in the other room. I was washing the dishes and I heard somebody talk about Peyronie's and I went, one of those was good right now. And then I thought, wait, no, hold on. That's not, they're not saying what I think they're saying. Cause I was thinking of Italian food. Same actually. <laughs> first time you said it, same thing. Pierogies. That's what I was thinking they were saying. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so that didn't go over well. Um, I have no idea where I just derailed this conversation, but that's okay. Uh, I don't know, but it's <laughs> um, we're, 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 we, we've made it to the level of dick jokes and yep. uh, dickology. And um, so not, not only how to live your life dick adjacently, but the fact that you should really be concerned with the angle of your dangle or the. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or the. Um, <laughs> I can't think of a word that rhymes with the next thing I'm trying to say. Oh. Um, but yeah, you, you gotta, you, you got men. Math will teach you important things. Exactly. I'm saying geometry. Yeah. Geometry is important. There's there's length, there's diameter, circumference, radius, but at the same time, there's angle, angle of attack, angle of entry. You got to think about these things, right? See, this is this is <laughs> dick just strategy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm having a drink to that. That'll work. Oh, right. do you have anything to toast with or are you uh, sober tonight? I have Deer Park water. Um, I well, was, I we were talking about bourbon earlier today because uh, today, of course, is the first Saturday in May. It is the uh, was the 147th Kentucky Derby and bourbon invariably comes up when you talk about Kentucky. Does it? Is, is that what it is? Bourbon in Kentucky? I guess uh, because this this came from my my annual reminder that bourbon and whiskey are kind of the same thing, except bourbon is like corn and it has to be 51% corn and it's made in the USA. And I made a bad joke about it being, um, it's only bourbon if it comes from Kentucky, otherwise it's sparkling redneck juice. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Or Apparently, what? What inspired that comment? Um, I didn't realize that whiskey and bourbon were the same thing, basically. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. And scotch, scotch, whiskey, and bourbon are variably the same drink, but bourbon is set apart because it's got to be 51% corn and then it's made in the USA. And specifically, um, I guess most bourbon that uh, of note comes from Kentucky. Um, well, it's and- like the difference between... Um, Feature films and porn, they're both feature length, but one is porn because it shows more tits and ass. Right. I mean, bourbon is bourbon is a classification of whiskey. Whiskey, uh, whiskey is anything distilled from cereal or grains. Uh, the, the four most common being corn, wheat, rye, and barley. But you can make it from oat. You can make it from quinoa. You can make it from all sorts of cereal grains. But specifically, bourbon is corn. Correct. Bourbon is 51% corn, yes. 
So I didn't know the the difference between the two and, and the, the whole the whole champagne the, the champagne joke came to mind. Um, oh uh, if it's not yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So just the way yeah. somebody told it to me, I went, that, that was my yeah, okay. So it's it's only champagne if it comes from the region of France. If not, then it's just it's sparkling redneck juice. It still tastes bad. Why is whiskey? Oh, come on. I'm drinking whiskey right now. I have never had whiskey. I've never had bourbon. I've never had scotch. Now, my, now I say this. My wife makes a drink that is a kind of orange juice slushy thing that has bourbon in it. Mm-hmm. But I've never had bourbon by itself. You've never had like a shot of bourbon or a bourbon neat? No. Well, once I get my second shot, which is next Friday, mm-hmm. and I am fully vaccinated... I will have a shot with you, my friend. We can do that. We can do that. Cause I, I'm celebrate with a shot. I am looking to get out and get back into the world as, uh, as it were. So, uh, we'll uh, figure that out. Are you, um, can any Joe Schmuckatelli, uh, walk up to Orion's? Yeah. I mean, they, they say, uh, reservations, uh, we, we do say reservations are recommended. Uh, we do take walk-ins, but, uh, it's a, um, yeah, it's, it's no guarantee that you always get the seat, unfortunately. Gotcha. Well, I mean, if anything else, like the sit at the bar, I would imagine. Well, the bars Maybe. are open. The bars in Virginia are open now. Yeah. So that'll work. So we'll try that. I, again, my thing is I would talk about bourbon. Obviously, I, we talked about this before. My thing is tequila. I like tequila. Um, tequila is good, too. I like tequila too much. That's my issue. And, and that's, I, I, I am a person. Uh, I'm already kind of an energetic mercurial person sober. Right. And when I, uh, on the, on the very few occasions that I've gotten um, drunk, drunk and, and not, not buzzed, but drunk. <laughs> okay. And that doesn't happen very often, but um, I become more of that person. <laughs> <laughs> and More energetic. I, uh, uh, until I stop. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I made that, I made the mistake. I was, a, I was able to go for a long, long time. I was drink. I find like that. Somebody challenged me to drink nine beers once. And um, only nine. Well, it was a, it was a, I, I guess the way it was framed is, can you keep up with me? Oh, one of the, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And, and there was an implicit, deal made that if I could keep up with this person. Okay. So, and I'm just going to leave it right there. You can draw your own conclusions. Um, I got to nine beers and I was great. We were playing poker. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I was going, I, and then I made the mistake of putting my head down on the table. Night, 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 night. Mm-hmm. Um, I was told at some point in the night I went to the bathroom and when somebody came in, I was, I was not, in the bowl, I was actually curled around on the floor around the bowl. <laughs> and this is how much my, my friends love me. They peed over me. <laughs> okay. What? They stood there and peed over me. Uh, so basically you were in your, uh, never mind. Never I mind. was in my own bathroom curled around my own toilet bowl. And I was told later on that they couldn't move me. So basically they just kind of stood there and, and, um, uh, again, it's all about the angle guys. <laughs> 45 degrees. You know, I mean, you, you've played missile command. 
<laughs> Missile Command does an arc. It goes straight. This is more like Scorched Earth or Worms. Oh, that's their Scorched Earth. That's the game I was thinking of. Scorched Earth with the they the missiles go up in the air and 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 arc over and come back down. Yes, yes. Scorched Earth is the game I'm thinking of. Or you know the version I prefer is Worms. Have you ever played Worms? I don't think so. Worms is scorched earth, but instead of tanks, you have worms. And instead of nuclear nuclear bombs, you have flying sheep. <laughs> it is the most fun I've I think I've ever had with a game. And in fact, I think I actually have the app for my phone. And if I don't, I'm gonna re-download it because I used to. That sounds amazing. I may have to go see if they have something like that. Did you have an iPhone or Android, sir? Uh, I am an Android person. I will have to go see if they make something like that for the iPhone because that sounds, if it's anything like Scorch Earth, I used to play Scorch Earth all the time. Oh, it is. It is. It is definitely like Scorched Earth where you have a position, you have different weapons to choose from, and then you basically can get to control your angle and the power of the shot, but then every weapon has like different abilities and you can move to a certain extent. Yeah. And yes, I do have worms and yes, I'm installing it, reinstalling it on my phone. There you go. <laughs> All right. I think we'll it's leave it on. Like worms, worms predates angry birds. Gotcha. Okay. And it's in fact, when angry birds came out, my first thought was this is an easier version of worms. It's you have one person in one position, you're firing out. There's no real, I mean, there's strategy and technique involved, but it's not the same as worms and worms. I love worms. I really do. In fact, most of the games I loved growing up had some kind of bomb affiliation. Worms, Scorched Earth, Atomic Bomberman. <laughs> I, I can't even begin to talk to you about the games I played when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> leisure Shoot Larry? Were you a Leisure Shoot Larry guy? Oh, God, I loved I still have a copy. Actually, I don't have the copy of the book. I have a copy of the book, the playing book. It was called, uh, uh, I think it was Leisure Shoot Larry 2, Looking for Love in Several Wrong Places. That sounds like something Leisure Suit Larry would do. Yeah. Hi, it's me, Larry. Larry Laffer. Uh, <laughs> I loved Leisure Suit Larry. You want to know why? Because I wasn't supposed to be allowed to play it. <laughs> oh. My father brought Leisure Suit Larry and Leisure Suit Larry to home and said, these are mine, which is the best way. Back to don't think about it, uh, which is the best way to tell any kid Play this game. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. yeah. People, if you don't want your kids to do shit, don't tell them not to do it because they're going to do it. Actually, I'll leave you with a little bitch that I've said for years that I will um, uh, talk. And same thing. In the late 80s, early 90s, somewhere in there, there was a band called, a rap group called the Two Life Crew. Yes. And they made an album called as nasty as they want to be. And they got all, they got all sorts of shit. This is well after the PMRC hearings in 1985 and, and all of that. And they got, and, and Luther Campbell was a goddamn genius because what he did is he made a clean version of that album. He made a dirty version of that album. He put his own sticker on that album is in addition to Tipper Gore's little album uh, uh, sticker, right? The explicit content, the one that we're all used to seeing by now. Oh my God. Yes. Parental and, advisory. And us little white boys went and bought the fuck out of that album. 
Yes. My dad, a a a, and uh, my my dad, God love him. He he was just did not understand rock music at all. Um, took me to a Kiss concert. Tried to take me to a Kiss concert when I was ten years old. That's a, another story. I think I told you about that one. Yeah. Um. Because he at least understood something, right? You know, as far as that's concerned. But I mean, if it wasn't Waylon and Willie, he didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember him watching those those Tipper Gore hearings, the PMRC hearings, and watching D. Snyder and Frank Zappa rip the fuck out of Congress. Oh my God! I mean, there is nothing greater than you know what? You should put this in the show notes too. Watch D. Snyder's congressional hearing. It is. By far, one of the greatest triumphs in modern history. Watching, watching someone who is perceived as being um, a degenerate or unintelligent or a bad influence give such a well-articulated argument that he totally throws everybody on that committee off their balance mm-hmm. that they have no recourse and they pretty much just like start dodging him. Yep. And I thought it was great. I was, well, I, that was where I became kind of a C-SPAN junkie because um, th- that stuff was that, that was, it, it was just great. I watched that. And my dad was like, I, 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 I was like, no, this, he's like, I think they should have it. I said, no, I, they, I think they should have the stickers. Yeah, fine. You can put all the fucking stickers you want on them. Kids are going to buy the albums. I would put D Snyder's congressional thing up there with uh, George Carlin's seven dirty words. Yep. I can do that. Seven words. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'll tell you my George Carlin story someday. Okay. I'll, I'll look forward to hearing it. Oh yeah. There was a, there was a hidden record collection in my house. Um, Huh? Was it yours? No, 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 it was not. (laughs) I'll go ahead. I I was a latchkey kid. So my, um, my parents left for work um, probably about an hour before I had to go to school. Okay. And at the time, uh, I was living in a place in Virginia Beach called Chanticleer. It's off of uh, Laskin Road. And right in front of where I lived was my elementary school. I could jump across a creek and go to school. They still sent a bus, which totally fucked my mind. It, even in, in third grade, is I, why are you sending a bus? I can just, I can see the school. Yeah. That is <laughs> yeah. So I decided at three years old uh, or uh, three in third grade, excuse me, that uh, fuck, fuck it. I'm just going to jump across the creek and 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 uh, walk to school, um, which gave me another 20 minutes before I had to leave the house, basically. Right. There we go. OK. So my dad leaves for work. Um, my mom leaves for work. Um, somebody's come and grabbed my brother. Um, and. Um, I'm all alone in the house. And I go digging around the album collection and I find in the back of um, the, uh, in the album collection, Richard Pryor's, was it something I said? Ooh. Um, Which is great. (laughs) Um, George Carlin's class clown and George Carlin's AM and FM. Holy shit. Um, And I turn on, uh, class clown and hear the send and the seven dirty words is the last cut on class clown. Um, yeah. 
But all the stuff before that is fantastic, too. I mean, if you've never heard the Class Clown album, please, uh, anything of the early George Carlin, it's still just as good. He hasn't made the turn into grumpy old man yet. He's still playing with he's still playing with words and still playing with ideas. He's still on Um, cocaine. Yeah, he's still on cocaine. He hasn't had his first heart attack yet. Um, (laughs) But he's still I mean, he's still George Carlin for crying out loud. Right. Um, Yeah. And. I listened to these albums every morning for a long time before um, uh, before I went to school until the day my dad forgot something and came back. And and and, um, I'm listening to George Carlin and he realizes what's on and oh, shit, the beating I got. So the end of the end of the story is I actually won a talent show at Lincoln Park, uh, Lincoln Elementary School for uh, reciting uh, basically Bill Cosby's Noah, all three parts of Bill Cosby's Noah. (laughs) Um, And um, my my prize was a twenty five dollar gift certificate to a place called Best Merchandise back in the day. It's called Best Merchandise. And um, the first album I ever bought of my own was a comedy album. It was uh, called uh, Let's Get Small by Steve Martin. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, And um, Steve Martin is um, that was that was the beginning of my hidden record collection. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think what my first album I bought was. ACDC live in Dublin. Oh, Dublin or Donington? Oh, God, that is a good question. I want to say it was I've been saying Dublin for a long time. So if I've said it wrong, I remember what the cover looks like. Give me a second. I'll look this up real fast because why ACDC is well enough known that the Googles will have them. Mm hmm. ACDC discography. I bought. The tension is thick. Do what? The tension is thick. <sighs> you might say it's thick adjacent. Just <laughs> not thick adjacent. Thick adjacent. Thick God. Thick adjacent. Stop saying that. All right. I'm Okay, I don't see live at Dublin anywhere. Um, I'm going to have to go through and actually look at all the album covers and see which ones I actually bought. Was this like in the 90s? Uh, yes, this would have been 90s. Okay, I think you're probably talking about Donington. They did do a live album at a place called Donington Castle. Yeah, I'm just not seeing a live album pop up on their discography. Yeah. So, anyway, it was a live album. It had Hell's Bells, TNT, uh, Heat Seeker, uh, Back in Black, We Salute You, Dirty Deeds, t- uh, the whole nine yards. If it had Thunderstruck, then it came out right after the Razor's Edge then, which is when I, when I where I'm placing it. It did have Thunderstruck. I think Thunderstruck was the fourth track on it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably, that's what I'm thinking of. Now, you're talking about a, a, a great live album. Um probably one of the best live albums ever. And, and, and this may surprise you considering I'm not a big metal guy, but um, uh, Iron Maiden's Live After Death is fucking fantastic. And if you've never seen Iron Maiden live, holy shit, have you missed something? 
I never saw Iron Maiden live, and I do like Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. First of all, Bruce Dickinson is crazy, um, but um, he's but it, it, just Iron Maiden by themselves is it, one of the greatest bands in the world. If you love metal, and and for me, metal is something very different from what other people are. See, other people my age, I think some people think metal is poison and rat and those hair bands from LA. Um, metal for me is probably something close to metal for you. Metal for me is Megadeth and Metallica and Anthrax and right, but Iron Maiden. Come on, <laughs> hair bands had an influence on all those bands. Megadeth is a big hair band with a goth issue. I don't necessarily have a problem with that statement. <laughs> okay. I think Mustaine, I think Mustaine just, I think it, it, you can say Megadeth is a guy, it, Megadeth is a band fronted by a guy who is an issue. <laughs> He's, right. I, I mean, so, I mean, I, I, I never really went too far down the metal hole. Like I got into it, but I never beyond like the, the beyond the big name bands. I never really followed too much after that. There were some there were some decent ones. I mean, you know, I I I got dragged to the boathouse to see a band that I, I'm not sure should have existed. The boathouse, but the amount of people that have been makes me jealous. It was always oh, great. I mean, think of if you've ever stood in a sweat box to see a band. Well, no, like I said, everybody that, dedicated, everybody that I've heard that went to this place, it, it was like a legend. And it literally was four rickety walls on top of a bunch of rickety, uh, um, pier mm-hmm. uh, on a rickety pier. Yep. And they played Gr- shows till almost everybody fell through the fucking floor. Yep. And, and then a hurricane came along and wiped it out. Yeah. Basically, but um, uh, yeah, it, uh, it the uh, Hurricane Isabel in 2003 knocked it down. And the Amtrak station by Harbor Park is is uh, where the boathouse used to be. Um, uh, it was a it was a legendary place. Um, I, I and, you know, there are other places like there's a place that says it's the boathouse uh, at um um, uh, the amphitheater, I think they call it the boathouse. There's some other thing. It's like, it's like the, 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 the 18 billion places that have called themselves the Jewish mother in this town after the one on 31st street got knocked down to make those hotels. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, there is one Jewish mother and one place that I could write in crayon on the goddamn walls. That's it. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, it's it, if 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 you missed it, I I I actually I do kind of weep for you because the the boathouse was just a legendary place. I saw so many great bands there. But here's the um, thing: on, mm-hmm. on the same token, I didn't grow up. I didn't. I I I've been to shows, but I was never again. Like I said, I I, I never was like that deep into music to the point where I never wanted to go to shows. Like even when I I, I never even when I knew certain bands were coming through, I'd think about it. But then ultimately, I was just like, nah, I'm good. I got the album. I am at that point now because um, I'm old. And uh, (laughs) are you saying I'm old in my 20s? No, I'm just saying that some people, yeah, some people don't care. I loved going to shows when I was a kid. Uh, And and now I, I look at a show 
Um, there are a couple coming next year, supposedly, um, that I really want to get uh, tickets to. Uh, Genesis is doing a farewell tour next year. Whoa, 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 um, whoa. I would go to that show. Yeah. You know, and it's going to be, Phil can't play drums anymore, but I'm still going to go to that show because it's Genesis. Um, Roger Waters is doing the first of what he calls his farewell tours next year. Uh, and the it's going to be the cap farewell, How many farewell tours is he going to have? I don't know. Kiss had what? Seven. What the fuck is this? Is this a goddamn um, Hobbit series? Sure. Um, he he kind of looks like Gandalf now. So <laughs> Gandalf the commie. This is the <laughs> okay. Oh um, but he's doing something that he's that Pink Floyd nor Roger has ever done. They're actually going to do a show in the round. And if you know the technological effort that goes into making a Pink Floyd or pink adjacent show. <laughs> um, you know, that the, the doing something in the round, that that sounds intriguing for a Pink Floyd show. I mean, I think they have the access to the talent that could pull that off. Yeah, oh, absolutely. They and do. they have the creative vision to make it happen. So, I mean, personally, yeah. Uh, I mean, personally, I've been in a show in the round. I've, I've done theater in the round. It is a bitch. Yep. Because <laughs> there's, there's no, your, your sight lines are everywhere. Yep. So when they do, I mean, I think they'll fucking rock it out and kill it. I, I hope they do. I, and, you know, especially because like I said, I don't know <clears throat> how much longer can Roger Waters or anybody like that do this. They're, they're in their 70s now. They can't go forever. Um, <laughs> the first they concert I ever went to see was in the round. It was Def Leppard. So that'll tell you something. God. Yeah. Def Leppard. Yeah. I was right in the angle that, you know, when the wind blew just right, you know, I could see the scar on the arm. Was that angle 45 degrees? <laughs> That angle was 45 degrees. I was Rick adjacent. <laughs> oh my God. I think that's a good place to leave it. <laughs> All right, people. I think we've come. 42 is not the answer to the universe. 45 is. And the exactly. question is, what is the optimal angle? Right. <laughs> Her life, the universe and everything in it. I'm, I'm liking this idea. See, you got to remember, I know somebody, and so do you, that actually makes uh, graphic designs for T-shirts and shit. This is true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out to my, uh, my girl, Zells. Um, and um, uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> Bell and Dub season three coming up. Okay. Um, uh, I'm going to be doing some voices for them again this year. So. Oh, nice. Uh, awesome. Yeah. So I was, I had so much fun doing season two and uh, with them and uh, I, uh, I did some voices for season two and they asked me if I would come back and do some more. It's like, absolutely. That they're, they're kind of, that kind of humor. I just get it. And you know, anytime you make callbacks to Beavis and Butthead, I am down. And what's the name of the show again? Bell and dubs. Bell and dubs. Yep. I will send, I'll put a link for that in the show notes as well. Is that a YouTube or a podcast? It's a podcast. Gotcha. Bell as in B-E-L-L-E, Southern Bell. Bell and Dubs, D-U-B-S. And it is my friend Jenny and her friend Justin. And um, they have done uh, the two seasons that they've done so far. The first season was based on a community college radio station that took place in the Grand Theft Auto universe. Oh, God. 
And the second season, uh, somehow they fell into a time hole and ended up in the Red Dead Redemption universe. And um, which is like country, uh, not country, but Western shoot them up. Bang, bang. It's Grand Theft Auto with horses. There you go. And there, uh, as I understand correctly, season three is going to take us back to, um, oh, I can't remember the name of the, San Andreas, something like that. Um, but uh, season three is going to be back in the Grand Theft Auto universe, if I understand correctly. So <laughs> um, there you go. And some of my old voices from the Weird 101 days made an appearance just with different character names. And, you know, well, I forgot about Weird 101. Mm-hmm. I, you were doing Weird 101 when I came over and did the podcast, right? Yes, I did. So, um, and um, so, yeah, the, 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 the characters from the Pungoverse, you know, uh, uh, Bubba and Al and all those guys, they, uh, they, uh, they showed up and, and helped out with, uh, with Bell and Dubs. Uh, and, nice. Uh, I had so much fun doing that with them. So uh, I was happy to be asked to, to come back and do it again. So, yeah, speaking of which, how is that coming along? Because you, you spoke about in the last couple of podcasts about uh, your new projects and everything. And you did make mention like to some old Pungo verse uh, voices making it back to the uh, to the listeners ears. Where, where are you going with that? Or I'm where are you, I'm where are you with that. I've made a couple of episodes of the new show, um, but um, I don't know. I'm 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 not feeling it. Um, it oh. I'm I'm not it, but I'm not dead yet. If that makes any sense here, because what aren't you feeling? Uh, I'm not feeling the the zing. If that makes sense, um, I I've got to do something more. I've got to do something that excites me. Um, so because what? if I if if it doesn't excite me, then I just feel like I'm phoning it in. And if I'm just phoning it in, there's no point to do the show. All right. So why did what why did you want to bring those particular characters back? Um, I got to take you through a little bit of a mental process there, and I've got maybe 10 minutes to do it because I got to go and get the, uh, the daughter here in a few. Um, but okay. This is part of the male menopause thing. Um, for a few years now, and I'm sure you're aware, I've been actually been helping people create their own stuff and, and expanding my own universe and trying to figure out how to, how to, um, be more creative with other platforms like photography and, right. and uh, video making and things like that. And for a long time, I've expanded what I wanted to do. And I'm coming to the realization that, you know what, I can do that, but I don't have to do it on. I don't have to do it on the show. The show should be one thing. So I can either continue talking about podcasting or I can actually podcast. I could talk about photography or I could actually go and shoot. Right but not everything has to show up on the show. I can do all of these things and be good at them, but I need to learn. I need to get back to doing one thing. And this is where I am going to sound arrogant. There is one thing that I do better than anybody. Which and is it's, get behind this microphone and do shit. And I just need to get back to doing it consistently and doing something that I'm excited about. And I think today I hit it. Um, there was a show that I did back in the day that um, I had to be in the right frame of mind to do. I'm in that frame of mind right now. Um, when I'm absolutely dissatisfied and there's a little bit of a quiet anger there and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I, I am in that mode right now and I don't see myself getting out of it for a minute. So I'm going to turn on, I'm going to turn on the dark guy, the, the really dark guy. Ooh, and okay. 
Um, what you may hear shortly on the show is going to be something that if you've never heard me do it before, you'll never forget it. <laughs> okay. Good. Right. Some of you have listened to the show and you already know who I'm talking about. It's not going to be that guy. It's going to be me, but it's going to be that guy. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to, it's not going to be a character. It's going to be me, but everything about that guy, he's about to come out of me. I, I, if you've never heard him before, I can't describe him to you. My question is this, it's not what he sounds like, but what does he have to say? But I know you've only got like five minutes left. Um, a lot of what he did were essays. A lot of, a lot of the stuff that he did was creative. I did some sketches. I did some things like that, but you always knew where it was coming from. Okay. Um, the closest analog that I can give you is there is a DJ in California. His name is Jim Ladd. Um, Tom Petty wrote a song about him called the last DJ. And back in the day, he used to do a show called Mindsets. Um, mindsets were variations on a theme, which is what my show was. What I originally called it was variations on a theme. Um, I used to do shows centered around a particular subject and wrote essays related to that subject and then selected music, not popular music, but music related to that theme. So you've probably heard popular radio do stuff like this before. Mm -hmm. uh, FM 99 used to have a show called the lunatic fringe hour at 3 AM that did this. I actually listened to that once or twice. Yep. Um, uh, Mike Arlo uh, on uh, well, FM 99 and now 106 does something called the electric lunch, which is very much like that. But of course, Mike Arlo is crazy. So <laughs> um, he's not dark. He's just, you know, Mike Arlo. And uh <laughs> But you've never heard this guy before. And he's, um, yeah, he's the crazy guy. He's the really dark, uh, really dark guy. Uh, so I'm going to let him come out to play for a minute. Okay. All right. On that note, um, are you, uh, you still taking your social media break, uh, sir? No, I came back from, uh, I came back from social media a couple of weeks ago. Um, actually I just posted on social media not too long ago. I went, I went out camping. Um, but yeah, no, um, same as always, meme underscore of underscore Matt, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I'm sure I have a LinkedIn as well that I've ignored for years on end. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, Chris Rowley, K-R-I-S-R-O-L-E-Y in most places. Uh, and my website, which is currently down for renovations uh, because of stuff I talked about earlier in the show. Um, it'll be back up shortly. So chrisrowley.com when that comes back up. And until next time. Um, be dick adjacent. That's the yeah. Don't be a dick. Just be adjacent. Be the taint. Be, be an angry taint. Yeah. And, and keep your feet on the ground. And keep <laughs> all right. Uh, God. Maybe that would help if I actually said it as Casey Kasem. You know, hey folks, I'm Chris, and just remember, be dick adjacent. However, <laughs> however, however, don't be don't become an ass. The stay the stay adjacent. Don't become an ass. Yeah. Don't overlap the taint. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Good night, sir. Later.